Howdy. What's going on? Thanks so much for listening to the podcast. It is heard live every day, by the way, from noon until 3 on WBT Radio in Charlotte. And if you want exclusive content, invitations to events, the weekly live stream, my daily show prep with links, become a patron. Go to the PeteCallanerShow.com. This podcast is also supported by North Carolina businesses, so please consider supporting them. Try not to skip through their short ad. Make sure you hit the subscribe button to get every episode for free right to your smartphone or tablet. And thanks so much for your support. So the uh, uh, the president visited San Francisco uh, earlier in the week. We talked about it and uh, all of the sprucing up that was done ahead of the visit. Oh, also, Joe Biden was there uh, to greet him. And uh, the yeah, uh, Xi Jinping, a.k.a. Winnie the Pooh, um, they, he, he had a meeting with Joe Biden. Not sure if any money changed hands or. And, you know, 10% for the big guy or if anything like that was discussed. Or Hunter Biden's masterpiece works. Not sure. Uh, maybe Joe Biden said, hey, would you mind, you know, not killing Americans with all of the fentanyl? Maybe. Um, how about, uh, you know, not hacking all sorts of computer systems and Americans' personal accounts and that sort of thing? How about not scraping TikTok for all of the data? How about not stealing American intellectual property. Mm, How about not threatening Taiwan or ramming the Filipino fishing boats or setting up those cities off the coast of Central and South America? Best we got was some pandas. So apparently those are the priorities, which honestly from President Pooh, it does make sense, right, that we would, that outreach involves bears, so, uh, yeah, the gesture, this is, uh, here's the uh, story from NPR. Chinese President Xi Jinping signaled that China will send new pandas to the United States, calling them, quote, envoys of friendship between the Chinese and American peoples. They are bears. I have an idea. Hang on. I have an idea. Liter- I literally just thought of this. Remember, no bad ideas under the cone of creativity here. So I'm going to throw this out there, right? How about we send some of the bears from Western North Carolina that people have been petting and feeding along the uh, the Blue Ridge Parkway, right? Remember, they had to close the Blue Ridge Parkway a couple of weeks ago because bears had uh, a couple of cubs had become too friendly with humans that had been feeding it and taking pictures with it and all this stuff. And so they're hoping to get the bears to kind of move along. Not sure if the bears are resisting, not sure if they need to have any compliance blows or anything like that, but the bears are being asked to, you know, move along because they're, they close the road. Nobody can take pictures. Nobody can feed them. Maybe we take those bears and give them to China. Let them be our envoys. What could go wrong? What? Just turn them loose. They're free-range bears. You got to turn them loose. You just got to have the bears roaming around. That's all. Um, now, the gesture came at the end of a day in which Xi Jinping and President Bryden held the uh, their first face-to-face meeting in a year and pledged to try to reduce tensions. Um, I will tell you, when I saw the the some of the video, some of the images of President Pooh with President Bryden, I uh, 
I almost wonder if Pooh wanted to see for himself, you know? And by the way, I did get asked uh, on, well, I don't remember. It was an email, I think. They said if uh, this individual asked if uh, uh, President Xi Jinping is winning the Pooh, does that make Joe Biden piglet? I believe it does. I believe it does. But I almost wonder if President Pooh just wanted to see for himself with his own eyes the mental state of Joe Biden. You know, just look into his soul like George W. Bush did with Pootie Poot. Know his heart, know his soul. I looked into his eyes, looked into his soul, know his soul, know his heart, all that. So the Bears, uh, long been a symbol of the U.S.-China friendship since Nixon. Um, The National Zoo had three pandas. I'm not going to name them, but uh, there was a couple of them in their cub. Uh, eight days ago, they, belong, uh, they began their, their long trip to China. They're heading back to China. After their departure, only four pandas are left in the United States in the Atlanta Zoo. The bears have long been the symbol of the friendship. Um, Beijing loaned the pandas to other U.S. zoos with proceeds going back to panda conservation programs. Here's what Xi Jinping said, quote, I was told that many American people, especially children, were really reluctant to say goodbye to the pandas and went to the zoo to see them off. So he's doing it for the children, don't you see? Much like he provides the fentanyl into America for the children, he's he's sending the panda bears over here for us. Isn't that nice? I feel like we lost... At some sort of, uh, I don't know, Pawn Stars episode, right? I get the, I, I just feel like that. I feel like, yeah, I feel like um, we went in with this idea of what we were going to get. And President Pooh is just like, yeah, best I can do is a couple of pandas, you know? Oh, and then there was this story. Uh, also out of uh, California, San Francisco. The recently arrested owner of a California bio lab allegedly has ties to the government of the People's Republic of China and a program related to its military. According to the House Select Committee on the CCP, Chinese Communist Party, they announced this uh, earlier in the week. 62-year-old Jia Baiyazhu. He goes by something else. Zhu. I'm going to call him Zhu. Um, He was served as a corporate officer with Chinese military civil fusion organizations. Military civil fusion organizations. MCFs is what they're called. According to materials shared by the select committee on the CCP, Zhu was arrested in October for, quote, manufacturing and distributing misbranded medical devices in violation of the Federal Food, Drug, and Cosmetic Act, and also for making false statements to the FDA. Military Civil Fusion, MCF, is a Communist Party strategy to, quote, develop the People's Liberation Army into a world-class military by 2049, according to the U.S. State Department. 
The CCP's MCF strategy allows a growing number of civilian enterprises and entities to undertake classified military R&D and weapons production. It's almost like there's no daylight between the private sector, quote-unquote, and the military in China. It's almost like the communists control everything. That's so weird. That's so unlike commies. Oh, and also, there was apparently some hesitancy on the part of American officials to look too closely into this guy and his business, his bio lab out there. But eventually, after some persuasion from a Democrat uh, California representative, the CDC took a look, but they failed to discover a, a freezer and what it contained, um, although it was labeled Ebola. They had a big label on the freezer, Ebola, and uh, CDC did not find it, did not detect it. Not sure if it was written in English or Chinese. I'm not sure at all, but apparently the committee was like, yeah, there was a freezer. It was labeled Ebola in the biolab in San Francisco run by a Chinese guy with connections to the military. Nothing to see here. We're getting some pandas, guys. We're getting some pandas. It's so awesome for the children. Also, I've seen, I have seen images uh, where apparently they have been in San Francisco, some of the local businesses and local uh, residents, they have been uh, buying and and, uh, setting up, you know, like those inflatable, um, you know, like usually for, Halloween and Christmas decorations on the front yard, you know, like the blow up things, whatever, with the the blowers and the fans. Anyway, um, they've been setting up Winnie the Pooh uh, balloons all over town. Not, no, not, it's not as an insult. It's not as an insult. They've been setting them up all over town um, in order to, uh, to try to trick Gavin Newsom into keeping San Francisco clean. If the the idea here is that if he thinks Xi Jinping is going is there like on every corner, he's like everywhere around San Francisco, then maybe they just keep it clean, you know? Because that's apparently the only way they can keep San Francisco cleaned up is to have the communist leader come to town. So that's what the locals are doing, I've heard. That it, it could be it could be fake news. Um so this guy, Zhu, uh, 62 years old, owner of a bio lab in San Francisco, uh, between April and June 2023, officials in Fresno, California, discovered at least 20 potentially infectious agents, such as HIV and malaria, as well as mice genetically engineered to carry COVID-19 at an unlicensed laboratory in Reedley, 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 California, operated by Prestige Biotech Incorporated the successor of a uh, defunct Universal Meditech, Inc., Fresno County Records State, Jew allegedly admitted that he operated as many companies in order to, quote, further PRC, so Chinese, policy, and to meet the demands of a PRC premier or official, a Chinese communist official. While living in the U.S., Zhu operated under the false alias of David He. So, Zhu is he. He is Zhu. It's very deep. Um, According to the committee's findings, the Congressional Committee's findings, 
Zhu He, or he is Zhu, received large unexplained money transfers from the communist bank accounts, amounting to over $2 million. No idea if any of that went to the big guy. Email here, or sorry, message from The Hellion says, I wondered why, of all places, they had President Xi Jinping come to San Francisco with how nasty it had gotten. And then it dawned on me. That's our model communist city. Of course that's where we would have them go. Precisely. All right, look, look what we're doing. This is it. This is beautiful. And in true commie style, you clean it all up, sweep the streets, you know, kick people out of wherever they are and move them along. I mean, China knows all about that. So there's this uh, piece at the Daily Caller by... Philip Lenchiki, Lensik, Lensiki, Lenchiki, Lenziski, whatever. Um, anyway, he does this uh, piece called Owner of California Biolab Tied to Chinese Government and Military. This is based on a House Select Committee on the CCP. And the guy who uh, went by the, the he had a, a cover name, an alias, as David He. But his real name is Jia Beia Zhu. Jia Beiju. And so Zhu is he. He is Zhu. And before living in the U.S., Zhu, or he, operated several... I'm just going to call him he, actually. He operated several... Because it just works both ways, like as a capital H-E and as a lowercase H-E as well. So it's just to not confuse, you know? So he operated several companies in Canada that allegedly engaged in, quote, massive theft of American cattle-related intellectual property. I have no idea what that means. <laughs> cattle-related intellectual property. I guess our cows are so smart, or either our kids are so dumb that we're relying on cattle now to get IP? Whatever. Um, he eventually fled to the U.S. because, of course, that's what you would do when you run afoul of the Canadian authorities. You flee to America where there's no chance that, <laughs> that you're going to get caught. And if you are caught, what better state to be in than California? You're probably not even going to spend a minute in jail, you know? So uh, he eventually flees to the U.S. illegally after his Canadian companies received a $330 million judgment for crimes related to intellectual property theft. He's private messages with a co-conspirator on the Chinese app called WeChat allegedly include an exchange in which he stated that his fraudulent companies would, quote, defeat the American aggressor and wild, ambitious wolf. No idea what that part means. <laughs> I have no idea what the wild, ambitious wolf means. Is that, is that Canada? That's not Canada. Look, as one who grew up in New York, where everything north of the Bronx counts as Canada, that's wild, ambitious wolf does not describe anything that happens up there, not since the Salem witch trials. Just say it. Okay. The discovery of the illegal bio lab occurred in December of 2022 when Reedley, co get this, a code enforcement officer in this town of Reedley, named Jessalyn Harper, was doing what code enforcement officers do and saw a garden hose illegally attached to the facility's exterior. That's what got them in trouble. 
a code enforcement officer who saw a garden hose. See, it's stories like these that really challenge my limited government libertarianism. <laughs> because, like, you know, part of me, my first reaction is, oh, give me a break. You're going to go after this this owner of this company for a garden hose attached to the... But then it's like, oh, my gosh, they found a bio lab with Ebola in it. So, mm, eh. oh, God, I'm wrestling with this one, man. Soon thereafter, city officials discovered thousands of vials within the facility some of which were unlabeled. So they just tasted those, I think. Just, just sniff them a little bit, find out what's in them. While others had labels in Mandarin Chinese, the committee said. However, certain labels were allegedly written in a code that has not been deciphered yet. Local officials eventually contacted the FBI, who allegedly declined to investigate the biolab. They were very, very busy going after Grandma who happened to wander into the Capitol on January 6th. So they just did not have the resources to devote to the biolab in Reedley, California. Likewise, the CDC allegedly, quote, refused to speak with Reedley officials and on multiple occasions hung up on them mid-conversation. The CDC. I guess when they found out, like, like, wait, hang on a second. You're not going to help us get jabs into people's arms? What? All right, this conversation's over. Democratic California Representative Jim Costa allegedly persuaded the CDC to visit the Reedley facility at some point. The committee claims the CDC allegedly determined that there was no evidence of select agents or toxins and had state and local authorities destroy evidence from the facility Subject to a court order. What the hell is going on over at the CDC? Actually, um, I did get this message uh, from David. Uh, There was a Washington Post article about our old pal uh, Mandy Cohen, who, as I recall, has got it going on. And um, the Washington Post was given three days of access to new CDC director Mandy Cohen. MD, MPH, attending public and private meetings with her and getting insights into how Cohen is attempting to rebuild trust in the agency with both the public and internally. To enhance internal communication, she circulated a Mandy Cohen user guide. Mm-hmm. Detailing how she best receives information. Jeez, oh, this is just- <laughs> yeah, no wonder why they can't figure out what, what what vials are labeled in a bio lab run by a Chinese communist illegal alien. Yeah, they're too busy circulating the Mandy Cohen user guide that tells you how best she receives her information. I wonder if it's through a mask. No, no, no. I wonder. Probably. Maybe. All right, do the current world events have you wondering whether we are teetering on the edge of catastrophe? Are you concerned it's going to reach our shores? Okay, so what are you doing about your concerns? Let me help. Carolina Readiness Supply at carolinareadiness.com. Whether you're looking to expand your emergency preparedness supplies or you have no idea where to even begin, Carolina Readiness Supply can help you. Food, water purifiers, tools, first aid kits, instructional materials – 
camping and hiking supplies even because being prepared is just smart carolina readiness supply has 2,000 square feet of supplies and educational materials that you'll need for any kind of emergency in waynesville and always at carolinareadiness.com veteran-owned carolina readiness supply will you be ready when the lights go out the house delivered a reprieve to homeland security secretary alejandro mayorkas this week i did not get uh did not get around to covering this the other day. Uh, lawmakers voted 209 to 201 to refer an article of impeachment to the Homeland Security Committee rather than take it up immediately. Right, So the impeachment failed, but it's not dead. Does that make sense? Eight Republicans joined 201 Democrats in voting to rescue Mr. Mayorkas from becoming the first sitting cabinet member ever to be impeached. This according to the report by Stephen Dynan at the Washington Times. Two of those eight Republicans that joined the 201 Democrats were from North Carolina. Uh, Virginia Fox and Patrick McHenry. The uh, vote was forced to the floor by Representative Marjorie Taylor Greene, Georgia Republican, over the objection of her colleagues who saw the move as premature. It bypassed the usual impeachment process of an official impeachment inquiry, complete with hearings, the opportunity for Mayorkas supporters to mount a defense, right? Mayorkas, she said, is breaking the law by not enforcing the law. Her resolution accused Mayorkas of allowing an invasion at the border, violating the Constitution with his lack of action to enforce laws and endangering the public with record amounts of fentanyl and people on the terrorism watch list flooding into the country. Mayorkas backers said the impeachment push was more about politics than high crimes and misdemeanors, the standard the Constitution sets for impeaching a U.S. officer. Eh, ah. Uh, Mm, I don't think so anymore. New standard, new rules, right? Thank you, Democrats, and your multiple impeachments of Donald Trump. High crimes and misdemeanors, not necessary anymore. You can just do it for political purposes. That's what we were told when they impeached Trump. Remember, it's a political process. It's not a legal standard. It's not a legal trial, right? So a consistent application of the standard. The eight Republicans who voted to block impeachment, Cliff Bentz of Oregon, Ken Buck of Colorado. Well, I mean, if you didn't know Ken Buck was going to buck your party, I don't really know what to tell you. It's right there in his name. Tom McClintock, John Duarte, and Daryl Issa, all of California. I mentioned McHenry and Fox of North Carolina and Mike Turner of Ohio. Republicans have talked about impeaching Mayorkas since the uh, early days of his tenure. Kevin McCarthy had it on his to-do list when he was speaker after it was clear that Republicans would take control of the, the chamber right after the election. It quickly became clear that a significant number of Republican lawmakers would not vote for impeachment, though. McCarthy assigned committees to then investigate Mayorkas with a, uh, an eye towards building the case for impeachment. Right? It was not an official impeachment inquiry, but most members viewed it as the precursor to an inquiry. Homeland Security Committee has since released a series of reports accusing Mayorkas of dereliction of duty. The committee said Mayorkas broke the border, enriched the violent smuggling cartels, misled Congress, and piled massive new burdens on Americans. 
the fourth installment report released earlier this week, just hours before the impeachment vote. It tried to calculate the cost of illegal immigration to American taxpayers, and it cited one estimate that pegged the costs to New York as much as $150,000 per person for a year's worth of care for, a, for an unauthorized immigrant on, uh, yeah, that, that ends up in New York. What did I see yesterday? They, they're like, oh, we're going to have to start laying people off. No more hirings, no more raises, right? They got all, and of course, what do they, they go after the cops, of course, right? Because that's, that's what, look, when government officials, when politicians are trying to, uh, are trying to squeeze you to do what they want you to do, right? They're, they're trying to apply pressure at the, at the pain points, or pain at the pressure points, whatever you prefer, right? Much like the cop hitting the woman in the leg with the, you know, these are compliant blows, right? That's what we get with local governments, particularly when, uh, you know, like, oh, my gosh, we have to balance our budget because they're not like the federal government. They have to balance their budgets. And so what do they do? They start withholding the core services, the things that people actually want government to do, police, fire, schools, right? And and, and then if like up in New York, you vote on the school budgets. The taxpayers vote annually on school budgets. And when they get too big, they get voted down. And then the schools, then they take away the buses and after-school activities. That's the first thing they do to try to squeeze you, to get you to do what they want. 